1: Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. My name is Andrew, and I'm with Jared and Nicolette today as we, uh, once again, do a deep dive into a country on the World Watch list.
2: Yeah, we're talking about Ethiopia this week. It's a nation with a long history of Christianity, and even today, in 2022, Christianity is actually the majority religion in the nation. And yet, Ethiopia has ended up on the Top 50 countries where Christians are the most persecuted. So, how does that work? So, we're going to look at that today, but a little bit about Ethiopia first.
0: Ethiopia is a landlocked country in eastern Africa, just inside the Horn. It's actually the most populated landlocked country in the world. It has every type of land from desert to mountains to jungles, making it a richly ecologically diverse country with a lot of protected heritage sites. The capital is Addis Ababa, and there is a wide range of Afro-Asiatic dialects, um, with the most populous being Amaro and Amharic.
2: Now, almost half of all Ethiopians are part of what's called the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, or the EOC. Combined with other branches of Christianity, Christians make up about 60% of the population. And then Islam is the second largest religion, with about a third of the country. And the rest of the population is comprised of other faiths. Ethiopia, actually, as a country, promotes a narrative that it is a bulwark of Christianity surrounded by Islamic
1: neighbors. Yeah, because uh, Ethiopia, as as was mentioned, is in the Horn of Africa, so it's surrounded by Somalia, which is basically considered an entirely Muslim nation. It's got Sudan, which is a Muslim nation. Uh, Djibouti is right there, which is a Muslim nation. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, uh, Muslim nations in that area. Um, there are only a little south of Egypt, which is right. also a Muslim nation. So. Yeah.
2: And that's what makes it so very sad is that despite identifying as a Christian nation, Christians find themselves suffering. So let's talk about why that is.
1: Well, there's different factors. In the past 30 years or so, the government has increasingly established its power over the religious landscape of the country. Now, the religious landscape is largely, uh, as was mentioned when it comes to Christianity, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. And uh, and the government ha- will choose the leaders and patriarchs of the church, creating very blurred lines between church and state.
0: The Ethiopian Orthodox Church, or the EOC, which we'll use during this podcast, the EOC considers itself as the only true Christian denomination. It is particularly opposed to evangelical Christians. Unfortunately, a lot of persecution in Ethiopia is partially driven by the EOC viewing the evangelical church as followers of a Western religion that pose threat to Ethiopian nationalism and culture, um, and the EOC uh, has preserved uh, this nationalism and culture for a long time. Um, It's really common to hear sermons and songs that strongly criticize evangelical Christians, and priests and other teachers in the EOC openly condemn socializing with evangelicals, uh, sometimes going as far as to ban their members from speaking to the heathens
1: one of the results of this situation is a growing antagonism from the Protestant church towards the EOC and so there's this back and forth of of tension and even hate and it makes for a really sad reality
2: as part of their government influence the EOC has been known to seriously violate the rights of Christians who leave their congregations to join more Protestant churches or who join renewal movements within the EOC. And these violations manifest themselves in various ways. Uh, sometimes uh, Orthodox church members will attack Protestant Christians physically. EOC members will use their connections in government to curtail the development of non-Orthodox churches. They might lobby the government to bring in laws that restrict the expansion of Protestant Christianity Uh, For instance, the law that governs the registration of churches in Ethiopia exempts the Orthodox Church from that requirement. And so the EOC will use things like media to demonize Protestants and those who are supporters of a church renewal movement.
0: It's important to note that not every member of the EOC holds this opinion. There are plenty of followers of Jesus who simply live out their faith in a traditional Orthodox form. The problem comes, like in so many situations, when the church gains political power.
1: And nothing good comes from that. So this all begs the question, is this the only method of persecution in Ethiopia?
2: No, but it is the biggest one. Um, The other main persecution driver is Islamic oppression, which is mostly found in the parts of Ethiopia where Islam is the majority religion as opposed to Orthodox Christianity. Uh, violent Islamic extremism is on the rise in um, that part of Africa in general, and so the influence of extremist groups is growing in Ethiopia as well.
0: Christians who convert from Islam face the possibility of rejection from their family and community circles as well, despite the largely Christian population.
1: So we want to tell you a story, actually, of, a, of one such Christian, but before we do that, who We would be remiss not to mention the fact that there is an ongoing conflict in Ethiopia Mm -hmm. in the Tigray region. And uh, that uh, ongoing conflict, it makes it difficult for all citizens of the country.
2: Yeah, many people are displaced. Many more are feeling the effects of harm and violence. And so it isn't just the Christians who are suffering from uh, unstable government and and conflict.
1: Well, we will definitely make sure to pray for that conflict when, uh, when we pray at the end. But, and so we do want to share a story with you today, but because of security reasons, we can't indicate uh, where this story comes from or give a story specifically from Ethiopia, but we will tell you a story from the Horn of Africa. So it's from that general region. And it's the story of Abda. Now Abda uh, was uh, born into a Muslim family and grew up in a Muslim town in the Horn of Africa. Uh, They were petty farmers like most people in his area. Uh, But then one day he met some Christians who told him about Jesus. Now, he had always been an inquisitive type of person. And and so he went and visited the Christians a few times to learn who Jesus really is. Uh, And he was drawn to their love for God and other people. And so he decided uh, that Their religion was the truth, and he got baptized and and got married, and his wife followed him uh, in in the faith. But becoming a Christian complicated their lives. In this area where they live, Christians are distrusted and unwelcome. His family and relatives knew about his new faith, but they told him to hide his faith as much as possible.
0: They didn't like the decision, but they still allowed Abdel and his wife to continue living with them. Christians can't openly meet, and there are no churches in the area, so that meant that they had to organize um, meetings with other Christians secretly. So him and his wife and some other believers met at each other's houses to listen to radio programs together and to do Bible studies.
2: Now in that area, there are some radical Islamic groups, and they soon found out about Abda's conversion and began to secretly follow him to locations of Christian fellowship. They even secretly filmed him. And one day they set a trap. While he was with other believers in his house, there was an attack from local radicals. They chased away the other Christians and began to beat Abda. They thought that he was the leader of the group because the meeting happened to be in his house. They said they didn't want this foreign religion in their village. They left him for dead. Abda regained consciousness two days later and found himself in a local clinic where his relatives had brought him. The relatives still didn't like his new faith, but they also didn't agree with what the radical Muslims had done. So they chased away the extremists, but Abda's left arm was hurt so badly it needed to be amputated. Now, for Abda, he was afraid that his life would become even more difficult because he had only one arm. He wouldn't be able to farm. He wouldn't be able to provide enough food for his family. But he went back home and tried to make the best of life.
1: Now, most of the people around Abda uh, were relatives or or at least members of his clan. And uh, they were nominal Muslims, but Muslims nonetheless. And although they chased away the radicals, they also shunned Abda and his family just show their displeasure. That meant that they were allowed to live, but they'd get no help from anybody in the village. They they didn't get the social support that they needed, and so that's why they were so happy when uh, Open Doors partners contacted them and gave them a milking and cow and two oxen to support their farming. See, so the thing
2: is is that. Now that Abda was attacked and lost his arm, he doesn't feel the need to be a secret Christian anymore. People already know about his faith. He's already suffered for it. He no longer tries to hide his conversion to Christianity. Abda feels free to evangelize. He'll openly walk around as a Christian. He'll tell people about the happiness he found in Christ. For Abda and for a lot of other Christians in this region of Africa, suffering is a reality. They find themselves rejected by their family They find themselves on the fringes of society. And as we've talked about in Ethiopia, sometimes that even happens from other Christians. So as we move into a time of prayer, what we want to pray for is Christians who are struggling in keeping their faith a secret. We pray that they will be given the courage to live out their faith in the best way possible and that God will protect them from harm.
1: And we want to pray for Christians uh, in Ethiopia that they would be unified and that they would see that they have a common faith in Jesus Christ.
0: We also want to pray for those impacted by the conflict in the Tigray region and that God's peace would come.
1: Let's pray. Father God, we lift up to you, our brothers and sisters in Ethiopia today. God, we thank you for believers in the Horn of Africa like Abda who uh, continue to share your good news with those around them, even though they have suffered much. God, we pray for secret believers that they would have wisdom and courage uh, to hold on to their faith and to know who they can share it with, Father God. We ask, Jesus, that you would uh, be with churches and leaders in Ethiopia, God. We ask that uh, that there would be unity among churches from Protestant denominations all the way to the EOC, Father God, that they would find common ground in Jesus Christ. Father God, we pray that you— uh, Even though the government seeks to put the leaders in place in the EOC, God, that you would put the right people in there who would seek unity, who would seek uh, wholeness, God, who would see uh, their brothers and sisters in Christ in the country. Father God, we ask for the leaders of the Protestant church, God, may they respond with love and forgiveness, God, offering uh, mercy and and, uh, brotherly love. Father God, we ask. For this, God, we also think of the conflict in the Tigray region, God, and we just ask that you, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, would bring peace to this region, God, that the conflict would end, that justice would be, would would come, Father God, that uh, peace would come, Father, and that those who have been displaced, those who have been hurt, those who have lost loved ones, Father God, that you would be with them, that you would comfort them and provide for them, God, and that this. Country can move forward once again into uh, better days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Thank you so much for joining us again this week for the World Watch weekly podcast. We'll be back again next week. Until then, give us a follow on social media at Open Doors Canada, or you can email the podcast with any questions or things that you'd like us to discuss email podcast at odcan.org that's podcast at odcan.org we hope to hear from you and until then god bless
0: thanks for listening to today's episode you can find more ways to pray for your persecuted family on our website at opendoorscanada.org or follow us on social media at opendoorscanada